0: Hello and welcome to a very special Talk Nintendo podcast. Uh, I'm going to dub it a Talk Nintendo short. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and joining me tonight, site director of Nintendo World Report, Neil Ronaghan. Hey, it's my, it's my Talk Nintendo debut. Yes, uh, yeah, you, you, we gotta get you on for a full episode like I said, it would have worked out perfectly this week if we didn't already have something lined up. But who 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 was the who's the guest this week? Um, Alex, Mr. Panda. Have you, I don't know if you've seen him on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's also in our. Uh, yep, he's a in Patreon our, in our
1: Discord as well, and a and a and a patron.
0: Yep, yeah, we've uh we've been talking to him for a while about like trying to get him on, and then it finally worked out, and then of course you know. But anyway. <laughs> The purpose of this uh, Talk Nintendo Short is going to be a little discussion on Ever Oasis, the 3DS game from Grezzo that is coming out this week, the, uh, what's Friday, the 24th? The 23rd. 23rd? Yeah, oh, it's already past midnight, yes. The 23rd. (laughs) So, I guess we're just gonna, you know, sort of dive into, you know, we're not gonna go into any spoilers or anything too crazy here, just sort of give a general gist of the game. And, uh... Yeah, I guess we can just sort of kick it off with, you know, general impressions off early. It, how do you how do you like it so far? I absolutely
1: adore Ever Oasis and now I I feel free because I've had to kind of couch some of my adoration of this game because of embargoes and stuff. But like I had this vision of what Ever Oasis could be when it was first revealed at E3 2016. And how I mean, Greza, the developer, they worked on Ocarina of Time 3D and Majora's Mask 3D, and they kind of had this pedigree of just being the Zelda remakers. And when they were doing that, I kept on thinking like, ah, oh, how cool would it be if they could just make their own thing? And they finally did, and it's amazing. Like Ever Oasis, I'm I'm kind of doing it in my head, and I don't think it's top of Breath of the Wild for me so far this year, but it might be my second favorite game of the year so far.
0: Yeah, this this is a game I've really been looking forward to. Um, I, I've loved Grezzo's work on the you know porting over and and sprucing up uh, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time, but actually, Triforce Heroes is secretly one of my favorite 3DS games. And I know that's probably weird for people to hear, um, because I know it's sort of a weird game in the sense if you're playing it by yourself, it's sort of lame actually. Um, but if you can actually get two other people to play through it, it is so much fun and it's got so many great ideas that, you know, I, I was just super excited, like you said, to see them sort of spread their wings and, you know, come out of the the Zelda, you know, from behind that door and, and show us something that they've got, you know, that they've been cooking up all by themselves, and I really think they've delivered here. Um, I mean, and, and it's sort of weird, too, because how the layout of the game goes is generally, I feel like, something I don't normally love. Um, you know, there's a lot of you know, there's an overlying quest, um, you know, main storyline, if you will, but it sort of takes a back seat a lot of the times to just more, okay, here's a, a resident that needs some, some items from out in the wild, or, you know, this, this resident needs, um, you know, this kind of shop in your town to, to take residence there, and it's a lot of smaller things going on that, you know, sort of drive the, the, the game along, and, um, I actually mentioned it earlier, um, like Xenoblade Chronicles X I feel like sort of had something similar where it's like a lot of like oh you need to do a bunch of these mini quests before actually getting you know progressing the story along and I I just hated it but but for this game it just works out so nicely um and I think a lot of that has to do with how easy it is to get around the world
1: yeah uh, I mean there's a lot of like smart fast travel options that uh that kind of unfurl themselves as you go through the game and that's that's kind of a key part of the game that works so well for me is that it has so many... It, there's a lot of different systems and elements and things that you're doing in this game. But as you kind of start doing those, the game builds to streamlining them so it doesn't get monotonous and repetitive. Uh, like some examples of that are... so. As you get more, as you get certain residents in your in your oasis, you can build towns, or they're called bloom booths in in this world because they're they're seedling characters and they're blooming and they're it's stores amazing. <laughs> selling scarves and donuts and all sorts of stuff. But you have to supply them so that way they can sell their wares. By uh, to supply them, you need to co- collect a bunch of like ingredients and items out in the wild or in your garden, which is in your oasis where you can plant seeds and that's a whole other thing um but you have all of you have you have to like stock the shops you have to get the materials to stock the shops and at first you have to go out into the overworld and collect items then you have to go into each individual shop and and stock them up manually uh, which involves going to the shop and like clicking a menu item it's not like you have to like actually like use a touchscreen minigame to stock their shelves <laughs> or something uh but then as you progress through the game you get to a point where okay now you don't need you, you know you you've got like 10 shops now that's kind of an arduous task to go around and restock everyone now we're going to limit it to you just talk to someone at a booth and then she'll auto stock all the shops and okay instead of going to get all these materials and that are that are found in areas that you've progressed past in the story oh, now you can send out explorers that can go to those areas and, you know, collect a bunch of ingredients. And there's a lot of smart ways that this game kind of makes it so repetitive tasks don't get repetitive but are still fun. And it's it's just something that makes every every disparate element of this game work so well together.
0: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. They really hit the nail on the head with those things too, because it never felt like, you, you never got to the point where it was like, oh, I, I gotta stock up these, you know, booths again and again. They they always hit it right at the perfect time, where it's like, oh, I'm starting to get a lot of these. I could see this becoming an issue. And then all of a sudden, boom, hey, here's an easy way to, to you know, bulk up everything in one big, nice, easy, you know, swoosh. and uh, Yeah. I, I thought that was, you know, perfect because I could like, eventually your, your oasis really gets large. Um, and I, I think that's a really cool feature because in the beginning, you know, it's sort it's it's small. Tiny. Yeah. You've got your it's one small. little road, you've got like your six little spots, you know, at your garden that you could plant seeds and that's sort of really it. And as you progress, it, it really gets huge. And, you know, I'm at the point where I've got, I think I'm, at or close to about 30 residents in my, uh, Oasis. And, you know, a majority, you know, more than I'd say probably two thirds of those end up being able to create shops in your town. So you really get to the point where there are just a ton, a ton of shops to take care of. So, and then, you know, you could set people in your Oasis to actually tend to the farming. If you don't want to do that, like you said, with the exploration, you can send them out to get either monster parts or just scavenge for, you know, cactus and other, you know, materials that are mining or that you might need to dig up. Um, and they get experienced that way, too, because we haven't even touched on the combat yet. Um, you know, you can pretty much bring any of your residents, you know, almost, I think there's, what, the two that actually help uh, with, like, the housekeeping stuff. They don't come out into the battlefield. But everyone else you could pretty much add to your team and go out there and uh, attack and by putting them on the exploration teams or, um, you know, and whatnot, that also nets them experience because you can only bring two other people with you. So for a group of three,
1: yeah, yeah. You have your main character who can kind of, so there aren't, there is kind of like a class system in this game. Uh, the main character kind of can be whatever class you want her to be. Um, I mean, by virtue of being in every battlefield, it's going to be your highest level character, There's different weapon types. So you have, like, a, you know, kind of a regular sword. There's a bola that kind of functions like a boomerang. Uh, You get a bow and arrow later on as an option. Uh, There's, like, dual blades. Um, A hammer is something you can use. And your main character can kind of use all of those. But then the other characters are, are, they, they each kind of have a weapon type that they can use. And those weapon types can be used in combat, you know, to have be effective against different types of enemies and they can even be used to like solve puzzles and unlock secrets throughout the overworld and dungeons which there's a lot of nooks and crannies in this game that i feel like even with the the 15 plus hours i've spent on it so far i i've I've left a lot of uh, stuff in the early goings that like i could i could totally revisit those places and and find a lot more
0: yeah i was actually surprised that you know um the first area you go through, you know, there's a couple caves that are pretty, you know, obvious that you go through. You go through them, and then you move on to the next area. But they have you revisit them, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh my god, I didn't even notice if I went down and around that area. Now all of a sudden, I'm tucked behind, like, um, you know, I don't, not going to say a waterfall, but like a, like sand pouring over the side of the the level there. And you're like, oh man, there's an entrance down oh, yeah. over this way.
1: The the spiral pit.
0: Yep. Yep. And I, d- I feel like they did a really nice job of sort of making an area look like, oh, I've gone through this whole area, I've seen what it has to offer, and then all of a sudden you go back and you're like, oh, wow, there's actually little things hidden throughout. And then as you progress through, you obviously, um, you're getting more people that have uh, different abilities, so now you can go back to areas you once thought were complete, and you can actually open up new er- you know, new areas in there to progress and find different uh, treasures and whatnot too
1: yeah i mean i even had so the way the game kind of flows is that you have like different overworlds that you can reach and then you have different like towns you can get to and then by going to those towns and you wind up finding the paths to to get to the dungeons but on the first overworld like i did have that moment where the the spiral pit that that we were just talking about where it's it is like kind of tucked away in a corner that it took me a while to find that and when I went to the second overworld place, I, like, made sure I scoured every inch of it. And then I got some, like, note that, like, oh, like, there's a there's a, a potential residence, like, at this place. And, like, um, so whenever you have any kind of these, like, teas of a resident that can join or even just getting a an out-and-out quest of, like, you can go here and do this. You can open up the map and it'll kind of point on the map, like, oh, it's over in that area. And I found out that there was, after scouring this map, there was a place that I still missed. Because it was just a, and, like, when I got there, it was kind of like, oh, like, I should have noticed that. Um, and it's not, I don't think that's by fault of the game's design. I think it's just, like, everything kind of looks like it belongs. So you're not necessarily like, oh, yeah, that's sticking out like a sore thumb. That must be where I enter another area that I can go into.
0: I really love the aesthetic of the game, too. Like, um, in the first one with that huge jar that's in the, the yeah. background, and when you get into the one settlement, they have, like, the genie... Um, what what are those things called? Genie lamp or whatever in the, the thing, and I just really yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. It's just a very charming and fun game. Um, I mean, and I, you were saying before, too, with... It's just a super positive, happy game, and you're just trying to make all your residents happy... And you're just trying to live like a spread happiness and joy and get rid of the chaos. And it's just a very uplifting game. It's like I mean, I don't I don't want to get like political or anything,
1: but like I think we can all kind of agree that like twenty sixteen was kind of a rough year. Like no matter no matter where you're coming from. Um it was tough. Uh and playing this game is just kinda of like, oh yeah, no, like things can be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: no it's like there's like, not he's all so bad. happy
1: he's just he's just trying to he's tending to his garden he's he's making people happy in the town and he's just going out and he's and he's and
0: he's fighting off chaos like <laughs> i want to do that i want to fight chaos i tell you what though when that chaos comes through and like makes everything dim oh, like I, I am so like i need to get rid of this asap it's like it really does put like such a damper on an otherwise like cheery game Like, everything's sort of, like, like mellow dry. It's like, oh, God, it's, like, everything's purple haze, and it's, like, I just want to return back to the happiness, guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, I want my chill vibes back. Thank you very much. (laughs) I even have, like, so you can throw festivals, too, which I don't really think is that big of an element of the game. They kind of use it to, like, as, like, a a goal for quests, but you basically have to, like, get these cards, and then you have to get, uh, as you sell more at shops, they give you stamps, and if you fill up the stamps on your card, then you get a free sam. I mean, you can uh, you can have a <laughs> festival, um, but I built up one of the festival cards, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna do this," because like you get a bunch of money when you like. It's uh, beneficial to have one of those festivals. I think there was actually uh, a resident that I was trying to woo needed a a novelty festival to happen. Yep. But I couldn't do it because everything was dark and scary and chaos threatening. And that was just like, alright, I guess I gotta I, I can't do any more side quests right now. I have to go take care of this main quest. Yeah, we So gotta that way get I can have my chaos. festival. <laughs> and everybody can be happy and like everything chill vibes. That's that's Ever Oasis's subtitle should be Ever Oasis Chill Vibes.
0: Oh, and, and the, the newts, that's what they're called, right? The yeah. little like penguiny looking yep. guys that come in and all they do is just buy stuff.
1: <laughs> do do do
0: yourself a favor, uh put the sound on in this game and go talk to a newt oh man (laughs) and we haven't even talked about like the robust crafting system they have as well yeah yeah. so like you get recipes to create uh like
1: items uh like accessories weapons um and it's kind of deep and like there's there's a lot of reasons to collect ingredients in this game to do things whether it's stocking up towns or or crafting new weapons and like some of the weapons have like a lot of like cool bonuses. Um, you know, it might be a boost, a boost to like your attacks, uh, uh, boost to like um like all of your stats. Uh, nothing like I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, I have seen like paralysis stuff coming from that too. I'm trying to think if there's more like elemental damage that you can get from some of the weapons. But like they, they get pretty beefy.
0: Yeah, it's just I feel like this game literally has a little bit of everything in it. It's got crafting, RPG elements, farm simulating elements, action adventure out in, you know, exploration. It, it really does have a little bit of everything. So I feel like, you know, if you're into any of these things, you could, you're, it has something for you. This game has something for you. And and for me, it's all adding up, I think, in a very positive note because for me, like, the combat is so much fun. I love going out um, and and fighting these guys. It's very active, you know, you have to work on your dodges and each, you know, monster... Not each, you know, some of the earlier ones are pretty straightforward. But some of the later ones get, you know, pulsating, you know, you need to... Oh, he's going to do his little pulse move, you need to back up and get out of there, otherwise you're going to take damage. um, You know, and that's not even talking about the bosses in the dungeons, which I think are just absolutely superb. Yeah, I mean...
1: Like, the combat in this game is really simple, but it works really well. So you, you only have two different types of attacks. You have, like, a... Usually it's, like, a, you know, a light and a strong attack. Depending on the weapon that you're using, they kind of take different effects. Like, uh... I mean, like, the the the, um, the bola is the one that, that comes to mind. Because one of them's kind of, like, more of, like, a straight shot. Whereas the other one's a, a longer... Cir- like, it circles around your entire character. Um but you only have those two attacks uh you do have like for certain characters they have like a special attack that you can use that might be like a really big hit or a, or like a stat stat and health boost to to the rest of your party but that's that's kind of it but you know you got z targeting they learned from zelda games well
0: you know what you uh, know what's really y- funny about the z targeting um when you have the bow and you do the like aiming there's no gyros
1: yeah no that bothered me like I, I kind of wanted it to happen because you do you do even have for, for puzzle purposes, you kind of have to go into like that 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 first person bow view like you would in an Ocarina of Time, but unlike Ocarina of Time 3D, you can't use the gyro, which I kept on wanting to use and couldn't.
0: Yeah, I thought that was so strange. I'm like they've they clearly have extensive you know experience with Zelda and Z targeting in the gyros, and I was surprised to see that sort of absent. I mean, it, it works just fine, but yeah. It, each time I went in there, I'd be sort of trying to move the 3DS and then realizing I'd have to use the old uh, analog stick.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, you have a dodge button, which is which is very helpful. And the comic kind of gets tough later on, too. And there's also... Have you messed around with, like, uh, the, the hieroglyph stuff at all?
0: Oh, yeah, the like, those are randomly generated, right, I believe? Yes. Um, uh,
1: Nintendo highlighted that in uh, the Treehouse Live from E3 2017 they highlighted that like the hieroglyph dungeon which when i when i i was playing the game not not quite literally during that tree treehouse live segment but i was like i was already probably like eight or nine hours into the game and they're like oh and there's this there's this area where there's randomly generated dungeons it's really good for late game play and i was just like wait wait what <laughs> um but then like and actually like the next 15 minutes that i played uh one of the characters is just kind of like hey if you go to this place, you randomly generated dungeons, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so the game does tell you; it doesn't. It's not completely hidden, but it was just that. Like, I was like, "Huh? I wonder what they're gonna do for the post game." And then I was like, "Okay, that." Um. So you get different. You collect different like hieroglyph. Um. There's like what there's bronze, silver. And then and gold? gold, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I've, I've only I haven't gotten any gold yet. I've only gotten a bunch. Maybe I got one gold piece. I've I have like all the bronze and i have a bunch of silver.
0: Yeah, i don't uh, I've think only, i've I, got I, any gold I, either.
1: Yeah, i haven't really i haven't really rolled in there. i only did i did two bronze runs. Uh, but yeah, it's randomly generated dungeons that you can kind of like pick what type of room like there's like a puzzle in that depending on the color room that you enter, it could be a different thing and the colors are different in every dungeon that you go in. And it's just a really cool way to kind of like focus a little bit more on kind of like a mixture of puzzling a little bit of puzzling with a lot of focus on combat and the combat isn't super in depth but but it works really well and i think it's very fun and i and i think that you know leveling up your characters and you you get a lot of them like i think at this point yeah my my roster's like 30 characters deep
0: and as and, you level up too, you unlock new combos um with your characters yeah. too which is nice and to and, sort of keep and new
1: abilities like you know, there there might be. I'm trying to think of some of the abilities that I've seen. You know, like um, with the like, you'll have a boost to your strong attack, or like uh, for ones that might have a magic attack, there might be a boost. Uh, I think there's even some things that like benefit the entire party when that character is in the party.
0: Oh yeah, that's um, when the the bloom uh, levels up too, right? That's when they get those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you gotten any up to level three yet?
1: i'm close on a couple but i haven't gotten to level three yet yeah, so me so too. The, the 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 shops the bloom booths um as they sell more stuff they can they can go up in value so like they start off as a one star and then they go up to three stars and as they get as they get to the end of one star and two star then there is a quest that you have to you have to go to the shop and pick up and it'll usually be like you know, like oh, like can you get me some of this item? And then they'll have another item that they can use. But I've yeah, I haven't gotten to any third star. Maybe I'll have to. Maybe that'll be my my task for tonight is to see what happens when you get a get a three star shop.
0: Now we've been singing its praise. Do you do you have any complaints? Anything that sort of gives you like ah, I wish I wish they sort of tackled that differently. Uh. <laughs> I feel Flawless. like a bad. I feel like
1: a bad <laughs> critic, and that I don't really have a lot negative to say about this game. Um, I'm like I'm I'm really happy by it. I, I feel like maybe I I. I it's kind of like I worry that like oh it doesn't feel like there's a lot to it as far as like length, but I'm now fifteen plus hours into it and I'm not even totally done. But it did like I I almost wish that there was maybe. A little, maybe a little more diversity in in landscape, um, because everything's kind of got that desert aesthetic. Like, yeah, you do go to a little more foresty vibes, but everything's just like there's sand, sand everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that might be one of my only knocks. Is that yeah? I think I think the environments are a little. There's not a lot of variety there.
0: Yeah, it's like sunshine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty apt comparison, I, I think, because. It's not like it's all just identical stuff, but it's like that that vibe of like you're in the desert, like that that carries through the entire game, even as you are in sometimes lush environments. Like even the musical style is all like kind of that similar like Egyptian feel. Um, I'm trying to think of any other things I can I can pick apart for me this game for
0: yeah for me I think it it's a little thing because they have something to sort of combat it, but. Um, sometimes it's sort of frustrating when you set your your party and you go out and then all of a sudden it's like oh I need, oh I, I need the 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 roll or like when uh when your yeah. things can turn into a ball so it's like oh I gotta run back to town and it's easy because you can always transport right to town they have a what's it called Aqua Aqua Gate Aqua Gate which sends you right back uh to your oasis you can change your character and then you can jump right back to that spot so it, it's nice and easy but. I have had a couple times where I've like sort of had to bounce back and forth a couple times within, you know, a couple minutes cuz um I really I, like uh Saul which is I forget what the race is called but it's uh it's uh, like Lagora? the Fox. Yeah, the lagores. And yeah. um I really like the the dual blades.
1: The, the dual blades are pretty rad and I've I don't think I've gotten another person who has dual blades.
0: Um I think I might have but I, I d- <laughs> he's the only one I ever end up using anyway, so Yeah. It's like I sort of have my my set couple people that are in the rotation,
1: but and yeah, and I and I think that there there are certain characters that do become kind of useless as you get further on because at a certain point, like uh, the ability to like dig or mine, um, different things, uh, like that's a way to like get get you know um, items and ingredients and stuff, and that kind of becomes superfluous, and you're kind of just focusing on those characters that do have maybe more more attack-focused bonuses or, like, specific puzzle solutions. So, while it is cool that there are, like, 30-plus characters in this game that you can play as, when you get to a certain point, there's kind of, like, maybe maybe 5 to 10 at the very most that are kind of useful in a moment-to-moment basis. Like, if you want to use certain characters... I, I have had the time where, like, for for certain, like, Resident Quests... I find myself like when I'm going through like older areas, like I'll bring some low level guys because it's always kind of funny when, you know, as your your high powered main character, you take some low level guys and you beat up some high level enemies with your main character, and then watch the low level guys jump up like five levels.
0: Oh yeah, they they catch up real quick.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, but like then even those like those characters, some of the seedlings were just like, oh, like all right, they use the bolas and uh, she heals like cool yeah eh. there's not really a lot of benefit there but like i have gotten to a point as i'm getting to some of the end game where yeah i have like a i have a rotation of like four or five characters that i'm subbing out of those those empty two slots because then even like they have the circo which are kind of like the big they're 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 the tanks but those like i've got like four or five of those guys they all wield hammers and there's like two of them that I only ever use because I don't really see the point in using some of the different ones.
0: Yeah, I, I'm pretty pretty similar. I've got like an ideal team that I use pretty much every time, and then oh, I need to jump out because I need a, a certain ability to wrap up a puzzle here, you know. And that's yeah. you know, and that's maybe why I'm finding it a little annoying to jump back and forth. But like you said, it's sort of being it's being nitpicky in the sense because it is. Like it's not like the the game has long load times or anything. It's pretty snippy to get in, switch your character. It's right there, and then jump right back into the action. So, but overall, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I had pretty high expectations going in because, like I said, I've I really, really liked the the work Grezzo's done in the, you know, with the Zelda and and everything. So, and then obviously, you know, their roots back into the Mana series. So, I'm uh. I'm really glad that it's sort of living up to to what I had hoped it would be. So I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: call out a challenge here for myself. Um, something that I've been thinking about a lot. So, yeah, this is this is directed by um Koichi Ishi. I'm like ninety nine percent sure that's his name. I know it, I know it's Ishi. I think it, I think Koichi. Yep, is I'm his pretty first name. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, but he directed Secret of Mana. Uh, he also has I think he like created Moogles and Chocobo? and Chocobos. Yep. Yeah, um, and he's been he's been around Square Enix for a while. He worked on Mario Hoops Three on Three, actually, <laughs> and then he and then he left Square and made Grezzo. So maybe it wasn't a positive experience, or maybe it was super positive. Yeah, he's like, I and love am like, just gonna yeah, I'm just gonna work with Nintendo now. It's gonna be great. Um, but I so I played Secret of Mana in like the late '90s, early 2000s, and for some reason I completely hated it. Like. I I don't remember why I don't really remember playing the game that much, but I just remember like like twelve or thirteen years old playing that game, and it just didn't click for it. Maybe it wasn't what I expected. I don't know. But when I think about that game, I'm just like, <laughs> um. So it is it is on Wii Virtual Console. It would be more convenient if it were to say I don't know, come over to Switch in that nice three game collection that came out in <sighs> Japan. That I would want be convenient. That so bad. Um. But I think that I, I might you know crack open the Wii U and and go into Wii mode, and play some play some uh play some Secret of Mana, on on the Wii Virtual Console and actually give it another shot because, Ever Oasis I had I had high expectations for I definitely got to a certain point this year where I was like what if it sucks, like the the Phantom Menace conundrum mm-hmm. where you're like I'm so stoked for this thing and then like on the back of your in the back of your head there's just a voice being like. But if it's terrible, what do you do?
0: Temper expectations, um, temper expectations. Yeah. It's
1: like, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller aren't doing Han Solo anymore. But, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Um, but, but yeah, Ever Oasis kind of met my high expectations and maybe even exceeded them. Like I was, I was hoping for a fantasy life-esque experience and it made me think of fantasy life and made me think of Secret of Mana uh, or i guess i guess other mana games i did play like children of mana on ds um it made me think of zelda it made me think of ActRaiser. um it made me think of animal crossing a little bit like there's so many elements that just all fuse together to make this awesome hole and i i'm just kind of bummed out because it's such a late 3ds game and it's kind of a niche like it's kind of a niche game that i don't know how wide its reach is going to be but everybody should check this game out it's honestly like i in in a as good of a year as 2017 has been like this game is right underneath breath of the wild for me it's like it's hand in hand with dragon quest 8 for for one of my favorite games of this year
0: yeah it's definitely up there for me as well um I'm trying to think probably, you know, obviously Breath of the Wild is, you know, next level. But uh, and I'm playing Persona 5, but I put it right in that company as well. Like um, I was playing it the other day. I woke up. I'm like, I want to play two hours, you know, little chunk. And then I want to, you know, I got some stuff. To-. Next thing you know, is like five, six hours later, I was just like <laughs> it, it, it had one of those like, oh, well, let me just sort of go do this real quick. then I'll come back to town and save. But then all of a sudden a resident shows up and you're like, all right, yep. well, you know what? Let me get him into the town real quick, then then I'll then I'll go, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's you know, four hours later, it's like, well, I've got a lot more residents now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like one o'clock in the morning on the east coast for us, and I think we're both going to uh, play this game before we go to bed, and we'll probably both be up until like three or four in the morning.
0: Yeah, I drank a Red it Bull. It's a work night. It's dumb. I drank a Red <laughs> Bull not too long ago, so I'm I'm ready to. I'm going to try and put a bow on it tonight. So awesome well uh i guess
1: by the time everybody's hearing this you you'll be able to uh read your review
0: on nintendo world report yep and then hopefully uh you go out to the store and pick it up because uh it's yeah. definitely uh definitely a really great game and like you said it sort of stinks it's so late in the 3ds life but you know what the 3ds is never gonna die so maybe this isn't really that late in the 3ds life cycle if you really yeah. think about it 3D- 3ds <laughs> is is a vampire. <laughs> Uh, I love it my, probably my favorite system of all time
1: I totally agree
0: alrighty that's going to bring us to an end here thank you for joining me Neil um, like I said Anytime. we'll have to get you on a, a proper full show one of these days um, we'll definitely be in talks about that but in the meantime everyone check out Ever Oasis you will not regret it